Bethany Church, and we just love y'all. We love you so much. And uh, man, it's so glad to see some faces I hadn't seen in a bit and, and just be around people. So I'm, I'm excited to see what God wants to do today. Look, if you're watching online, we love you guys. We thank you for tuning in. Share this link. Get it out to everybody. Let them know God has a word for them this weekend that, that he wants to pop something on their heart that's going to affect them and, and turn them into a light that shines into the darkness. Come on, I just believe that God wants to do something right now. Uh, so share this link. Get it out there. If you're in here and you have your cell phones out, which most of you probably do, share that link. Get it out there. Let everybody know. Um, what God wants to do this morning. So um, I tell you, if, you uh, if you're new to the church, just visiting, do us a favor, fill out a connect card. Let us know that you were here so we can reach out to you. Just send you uh, a little information about the church, call you, talk to you a little bit, just let you know we love y'all. Share the vision of the church uh, and try to walk you on your next steps. And that's it. So uh, we can't do that if you don't let us know you're here. So go ahead and take a little bit of time, fill that out. Uh, download our app if you want to check out everything, if you want to watch online and maybe you don't like how it's streaming on Facebook, that's okay. You go to our app, watch it on the app. It comes in a whole lot clearer. So it's, it's a whole lot better when you go through the app than it is on Facebook. So download the app. If you can't scan that from up there, it's everywhere you see it. It's in the foyers. It's even in the bathrooms. So go ahead. I ain't saying touch it in the bathrooms. Just take a picture of it. Still clean, still safe stuff, but it's right there. Um, but, but come on, check out our website for all kinds of information. We, we have all kinds of stuff happening all the time here at Destiny and um, and if you want to join us, check out the website with everything. But Mondays, we're here for prayer at 6 p.m., so come on out and join us for prayer. We want everybody in the house. Prayer is our, our foundation of who we are. So uh, get out here and, and just worship and pray with us on Monday mornings. Or Monday, yeah, Monday. You can get here Monday morning. I'll be here. But uh, 6 o'clock at night's better if you want to see everybody else. Uh, get out here at 6 p.m. Tuesday at the table, that's our midweek service. So get out here for Tuesday at the table. Show up at 6. More in-depth, more intimate questions. You can go back and forth. We can answer stuff. It's really good. Um, so, so come out and see that. Our kids' ministries on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. So if you have children or students, drop them off here on Wednesdays. That's important. Young adults, 18 to 28, meet here on Fridays at 6 p.m. So get them out here. Uh, and then small groups. So go online, check out. We have small groups that are meeting all the time. So if you're not connected at Destiny, it's your fault, not mine. If you say there's not a small group for me, that's because you didn't contact me. Because if you would have told me about a small group, then I would have I given you the authorization to start it. <laughs> and then you would have had a small group, and then other people would have come along. So, uh, But please, look at all the different things you can do. Uh, one last thing, uh, we want to gather. So on the 15th of May... Oh, wait, there is something for, for Mama Lo up there. So uh, spring semester Destiny Kids team talk. Look, if you're part of Destiny Kids, if you're part of, or if you want to be part of that, what, what I mean is if you want to teach, if you want to be part of that, if you want to volunteer, if you want to serve, uh, on Saturday, May 1st, 9 to 12, we're having a meeting right in here. Look, there's food. So come on, that usually gets everybody to show up when we say there's food. So show on up. Uh, look, Mama Lo wants to share her vision. She wants to get things. You know, we got to go through some information, make sure everybody's squared up and squared away. Uh, look, our kids, our next generation is the most important thing we have. Okay, and we need to make sure our next generation has everything they need to have and the tools they need to have. Because guess what? They're going to be running the churches. So, so the next generation is going to be doing what we're doing, and it's so important we pour into them and we make sure they have everything they need. So be part of that. Don't miss out on this. You get to go in at ground level and watch something just blow up and be amazing uh, what God wants to do. So, so be here if you want to be part of that. And then we want to do a men's and ladies gathering. Um, this You probably don't have a slide for this. It's okay, production. We're good. Men's and ladies gathering. Now, I want to give you this information because I want you to put it in your calendar. May 15th. May 15th. 
Um, we're going to gather. It's a Saturday out at, uh, with Brother Bo uh, and Rachel. Uh, we're having a men's women, and it's, it's under the, um, I don't even know if you have a slide built for it yet, but, but we're going to get it all put together, Brother Bo. We're going to take care of you because I just thought of that as I'm talking about it. We'll have, we'll have more information about it, but look at, we have like a, it's almost like a men's and a women's ministry at the same place in different locations, and it's an opportunity to fellowship, to, to do life together, to eat some food, but also to get a word. Brother, uh, Brother Bo and, and, and Rachel, they have a powerful word for each one of the, for the women and for the men, but, but we're going to divide it up at the same place. It's going to be a great day, so, so they, 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 we're just all going to, and it's not just destiny. Look, this is several churches coming together. This is a, you know, a, a company of believers, so we, we run with a lot of churches, and you all know that. We have church family all over the place so and brother Bo has family all over the place and we're going to bring everybody together as a company of believers and come together we're going to have the men doing some stuff and the ladies doing some stuff and man it's going to be powerful so look for more information next week on that but just put it on your calendar that Saturday that Saturday plan it you're going to spend some time with the family because that's what that's what it's all about you guys good with that all right, come on. Let me pray real quick and then I want to introduce some people and say hello to some people so father we love you and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for everything you're doing today. We thank you for everything you've done in the past and everything you're already creating and done in the future. So, so Father, we surrender to you today. We ask you to have your will in this place. Father, speak to each and every one of us, Lord. Father, we, we, we just ask you to, to bless us today and be with us today, Lord. We love you. We love you so much, and we thank you for your love. Father, we just surrender it to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, uh, Come on, you know what, can we give it up for the Bartons back in the house? Come on, it's good to have you back from Mexico. We love you guys, come on. You know, we had Rachel and them last week, which was so powerful, but then we, we decided we'd bring Bo this week. <laughs> in the boys, in the back, come on, we, we love you guys too. Come on, we, we love you guys, it's so good. Um, but man, I'm excited today because uh, today uh, we have a guest speaker, uh, and he's not a guest, he, he's a family member. Um, Man, I'm holy. If you know the journey of even from us in the last two years, um, just, you know, Brother Bo coming in and coming alongside and being there for me and him having to go back to Mexico and stuff, there's always been a person that come out and pray with me, spend time with me, and, uh, Man, it's like he's a spiritual father, pours into me. I know that I can call him in a second. He's going to show up. He's going to give me an answer. He's going to be here. And, uh, man, I appreciate him and everything he's done in my life in just the last two years. I've known you for two years, brother, and I feel like I've known you forever. And I appreciate that. And, uh, and we've been through a lot in two years, both of us. Uh, but, man, God is so good, and I believe he's connect connected us for a reason. Um, you know, Brother Varner, um, he's going to bring a word today, um, and uh, him and his wife, Dorita, and uh, we're just honored to have you guys in the house, and uh, I want to share, there's some people that, that, that man, they're, they, they can run a tractor, and they can till some land, they really can, and there's some people that can seed it, and then there's people that come along to water it, and then there's people that harvest it. Can I tell you, this man has been plowing and seeding, man, and, and watering in this area for a long, long time for a long long time and he's had his hands all over and, and he, he gets to walk in something that that was planted a long time ago um and and he's had his touch on it for a long time so uh man i'm just so honored to have him here and i'm thankful that you you took my request 
and I'm thankful you came. We were going to make time, even if you just said no for this weekend. I would have found time, and we would got you in here. Um, but, man, I just think it's time. I think it's time that, that God gave you a word for us in this house, and I think it's time that, 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 that we just honor you and recognize you today. So, man, you know what I want to do is I want to welcome them to the stage, uh, Mr. Rita and, and, and Brother John. Come on up. Let's give them a round of applause and welcome them to Destiny. I got you right here, brother. said that one day can you hear me if you cannot hear me raise your hand we actually had some deaf people in the congregation and they raised their hand okay I need to quit saying that don't I it's an honor to be here today pastor Julie we appreciate you having us here and asking us to come appreciate Bo and Rachel and his family I saw the boys coming in with cowboy hats on today, and I thought, where's Bo's hat? He didn't wear his hat. And, but it's, it's such an honor to be asked to be here. I didn't know that this was coming. Uh, in fact, I tried to move as far away from Alabama as I possibly could, and Alabama keeps chasing me down. So God's work is going to go on regardless. God intends to do something in the earth. God intends to do something in this county. God wants to do something in your life. And uh, the word I have for today is God's destiny. God's destiny, and he does have one for us. Uh, I gave an outline, and I said that if I follow this outline, it'll be a miracle. Would you put Ephesians 2 and verse 10 up from the Passion Translation? Ephesians 2.10. And this is what it says. Now, that was it. Could put it back up there. I'm going to read it. It's on its way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now look, I'm just going to relax. Get you a good deep breath. We'll be out of here at least by 5 o'clock this afternoon. No. I'm not. No. No, Dorita and I went somewhere the other day to minister, and I said if it's just two or three of us, I'm not going to make everybody eat the whole load. Um, so anyway. Ephesians 2.10, it talks about the destiny. God's got a destiny for you. Would you say this after me? My God has a great destiny for me. Say, it is contained in the heart of my Father. If I follow after his heart, I will find my destiny. You're going to have to find your destiny. Y'all remember when Saul of Tarsus was, uh, he, he bit the dust out there 
on the road to Damascus, and he, the light shined out there to him. There we go. We got it up there. Oh, you better read fast. I mean, all the speed readers. <laughs> I told you. Yeah. Is it safe to read it now? Y'all tricking me. If it was my son Kelly back there, I'd be saying he's trying to get even with me. (laughs) We have become his poetry, God's poetry. A recreated people that that fulfill the destiny he has given. I couldn't read it back there. He has given each of us For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. When you join to Jesus, you have a future. He forgives your past. Somebody say hallelujah for that. But he gives you a future. And the future that he gives for you and gives to you is a wonderful Glorious, exciting, wonder-filled thing that is in front of us. If we hang on to what's behind us and refuse to go for what's in front of us, we will miss what God has planned for us. I believe in predestination. Now, I believe in it to the fact that God has predestined or has a destiny, predestined. Predestination is pre, beforehand. Destiny is destination. He's got a pre-planned destination for all of us. When we drove up from Bradenton, Florida, we we left home on Friday and Spent the night in Albany, Georgia, and finished the trip up Saturday. And when we got here Saturday, we had gone through some pretty rough weather. We came through Eufaula, and as we came through Eufaula, we got on, it, it was raining so hard at one point there, Dorita said, I can't see the road. I said, well, I see the white line over there. She said, well, if you can see the white line, that's good enough for me. Of course, I don't know what she would have said if I had said, I can't see the road either. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'd have just, wherever we went, we would have gone, wouldn't we? Just like it says, wherever you, wherever you go there, anyway, I'm not. <laughs> You'll be there. So there was a great big tree down in the road, and it was one of those roads, two-lane road, and no shoulders on the road. You could not get by. And we had to determine, are we going to sit there are we going to find a way to end up where we know we're supposed to end up? So started back up the road. I took the first county road to the left, thinking I might find a way around all of that obstruction. There were three trees across that road. So then I called uh, the family member who has a, Total recall of all the roads in the state of Alabama. I said, Kelly, I said, what do I need to do? He said, you go back, take 431, go through Phoenix City, 
and come, you know, on here. And so we did, and we even were going to take another county road, but I looked at GPS, and it had on the road, it had a red mark, which means I interpreted that there's another tree down. So we can't go that way either. But there's a way to get to where we need to be. God's got a plan for you in your life. God's got a plan for your children, your grandchildren, great-grandchildren. God's got a plan for this church. God's got a plan for what he wants to do. I'm, I'm really amazed at all the activity that you've gotten go, that's going on. Man, who ever heard of COVID in the first place? We're going ahead with God. Amen. Hallelujah. And so many activities, so much stuff. But, but can I give you a can I give you a warning? Don't get so active that you miss the number one thing, which is the presence of God in your life. I'm so busy. I don't have time for this. I got to go do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. Uh, you know, well, Martha had that problem too, didn't she? She had that problem. And Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha said, you don't, you don't care she's not helping me? Well, evidently Jesus didn't care she was helping her because he said she chose the good part. She, she chose the part you're going to need later on. There's something you're going to need later on. And there's, you're going to need God's help in your life. You're going to, we, none of us know what we're going to face in the days that are ahead. There are chapters in our life that are yet to be, that are yet to be understood and to be lived through. And it's a possibility you're going to need the supramateshe or bahafre makosai. You say, what is that? That's what you need. And you need to pray and ask God what it is. You're not supposed to give a message in tongues you don't interpret. I gave a message in tongues. Now you go interpret it. You figure out what God's got for you that you're going to stand in need of in the days that are ahead. It's still a mystery. It's still a mystery. You're going to need, I told Ray, I said, I'll have you come up in a little bit. Hang on. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Whew. Oh, Lord, Jesus, thank you. Oh, man, y'all just lift your hands and worship the Lord right there. Close your eyes. There's a presence. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, there's a presence of the Lord in this place. Lift your hands and just love on him. Love on him. Love on him. Love on him. Let him love on you. Let him love on you. Let him love on you. Let his presence soak into you. Let his presence come into you. He knows what you're going to need in the days are ahead, and he's got the answer. He's got your future. He's got a predestined place for you to end up, and you'll find it inside of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, thank you, Lord. Say it again out loud. Thank you, Lord. Say it again. Thank you, Lord. We need to learn how to thank him. When Saul of Tarsus got up out of the dirt, he had already asked two questions. First question he asked was, Lord, who are you? 
Because the Lord had spoken to him and said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And Saul said, who are you? This is in Acts chapter 9. This is not in any of my notes I had. Okay, I told you about that. Who are you, Lord? Jesus said, I'm Jesus whom thou persecutest. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. He said, who are you? And the second question he asked him was, what do you want me to do? Jesus began to reveal himself to Saul. For the next three days, Saul was not going to see. He was going to be as blind as a bat. It was an intentional thing because God cut the lights off to whatever he had been involved in and whatever he'd been active in so that he could bring forth a revelation inside of Saul of Tarsus of the resurrected one, the one that he was going to give the rest of his life to. He didn't tell him what he was going to do. He said, you go into town and I've got some folks that are going to come to you this is, I'm, I'm amplifying it. It's interesting what the gospel sounds like after it comes through country folks, amen. I got some folks going to come to you, Saul, and tell you what you ought to be doing. But you go into town and you wait on me. It's hard to wait, isn't it? I said, isn't it? Tell me. Y'all lying, folks. Used to be microwave was fast, wasn't it? Now you stand in front of it going, come on, come on, come on. Hurry up. Okay. You go in town and wait on me. God is not in a hurry. Have you ever tried to hurry God up? How'd that work for you? The other day, Dorita said, I thought she said, I'm going to hurry God up to get those. She gets some rewards for paying off her credit card at the end of every month. And she said, I'm, I thought she said, I'm going to, I want hurry God, God hurry up. But she didn't say that. What she actually said was, I'm going to ask God to hurry those folks up. And my smart mouth said back to her, well, let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> it worked out pretty good because the next day the cards were in the mail. They were already on the way when she said that. I said, the next time I need something in a hurry. Three days. If I stood up here for five minutes and didn't say anything, we had total silence for five minutes. That would be a long five minutes. Get nervous, don't we? There are times when you need to hear something, especially if you've got children. If they get real quiet, you better go check on them. 
okay? But there are times when God just gets quiet. You think, well, God's not saying anything to me. Yes, he is saying something to you. Even in the silence, he is saying something. God has a destiny for you. And the third point, the third, the third point in my sermon today is the first point. It's going to take a while for it to unfold and become reality in your life. So don't get in a hurry. Now that's the first point right there. Great. Give it time. Now the third point. Give us the third point. That's where we're starting. That's it. Give it time. Everybody say, give it time. All right, let's back up to the second point. The door is open for you to have a destiny. Let's go to the first point now. God loves you and has great plans for your life for this church. And those are the three points of the sermon today, okay? Would you say, number one, God loves me? and has great plans for my life. I know some of y'all in here at the age where you're going, oh, don't try to get me psyched up. I'm old enough now. I shouldn't be having to plan anything. Don't come and tell me that, okay? I'm 75 years old. I don't look a day over 110, but I have full plans for days that are ahead of me. Amen. I'd come to the end of my life. My daddy, my little old daddy used to say, you see that old man, woman sitting on the front porch over there? He said, they won't live long. He lived to be 96 years old. He must have known what he's talking about. Get up out of the chair. He said, I'm getting stiff. He was in his 80s. I'm getting stiff. I can't sit here. He'd get up and go to moving around doing stuff. God has stuff for us to do. God's got a plan for your life. I don't care if you're 99 years old in here. God's got a destiny for the rest of your days and for your eternity. Can I hear an amen? Okay. And the door to heaven is open. Point number two. The door is open. Heaven's opened up. Now, Dorita's going to come up here in just a little bit. She's got pictures that portray all of this, and I get it all jumbled up, and she'll come up here and get it all straightened out, okay? I just kind of throw it out there. I love just kind of just, you know, just go with it. Who's the pastor of Elevation Church? What's his name? Ferdick. I don't think he'd mind me. Repeating something he said. He said, what's the opposite of faith? Somebody give me an answer. What would you say the opposite of faith was? You were supposed, you stole my thunder, woman. You saw it, you heard him preach it too, didn't you? Yeah, so it must have made an impression on two of us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, you normally would have said, uh, what's the opposite of faith? You go doubt, unbelief, fear, all kind of stuff. But way, the way he preached it was the opposite of faith is knowing what to do. It's having it figured out. 
you can figure it out. It's kind of like that back in the days of the cassettes. Y'all remember those? Some of y'all old enough to remember that? And so we were going through a used bookstore or whatever it was, and there was a brand-new set of tapes there had never been opened on mega memory. Mega memory. How to have a mega memory. I bought that set of tapes. I went through those tapes. I found the tapes that were the heart of the matter of what he was saying. Mega memory. But for the life of me, I can't remember where I put them. <laughs> What am I saying? Don't worry about it if you don't have it figured out. What did Jesus say? He told his disciples, I'm going back to heaven. John chapter 14, he said, I'm going back to heaven. And uh, one of them said, we don't, we don't know where you're going. How, how are we going to know how to get there? Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. And I'm the life, John 14, verse, what is it, 6? No man cometh to the Father but by me. This whole thing is encapsulized in a relationship with God. I love it, Pastor, when you get up here and talk about, talk the way you were talking here of encouraging us to spend time with the Lord. Sometimes it's not an answer you need. Sometimes it's a person that you need. And that person is the person, the one who is the way, the one who is the truth, and the one who is the life. He's got it figured out for you. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to know that God loves us. He's got great plans for our life, and the door's open, and we just need to pursue him in order to get there. Okay. Now, I'm glad to have Dorita with me here today. Uh, Dorita and I have been married for six months now. We got married October the 10th, 2020, we got married 10-10-2020. And we met somebody the other day that said that that was the day that they got married. I'm not sure I can do this. I'm absolutely not used to notes, but here I've got a whole notebook full of them. Uh, Dorita had been married uh, to her husband for 33 years and he had a battle with cancer, and about nine years ago, he went on to be with the Lord. And then my wife of 55 years uh, had a battle with cancer, and she went on to be with the Lord too. And uh, the interesting thing about this is that Dorita actually helped us with the starting of some churches. Um, what are you, Bo's going to fix me here. What you going to do, put me down there? Oh, you're going to put it up here. Okay, good deal. Wow. I never, never had such royal treatment. So uh, Dorita has been, she was a children's church pastor for a number of years and uh, if somehow you could find the windings of this, the history of this church back, uh, you'd find it back there on Memorial Drive in Prattville. 
meeting in a older building that uh, I think it must have been a, a Wesleyan church building years ago, and uh, we had taken it and renovated it, and Dorita was the uh, first children's church pastor there. She was the first children's church pastor, if you want to run the history back, of this church. She was. And uh, she and I made contact again via uh, Facebook Live and Facebook page. She was doing some things, and I was doing some things, and we began to comment on each other's work and what was happening there. Out of that, uh, things began to kind of congeal. And I had uh, come to the conclusion that what God said to Adam, when God told Adam, he said, uh, it's not good for the man to be alone. Uh, I thought I'd never get married again. But after I began to realize that what God told Adam is still an eternal truth, it wasn't good for the man, wasn't good for this man to be alone. And uh, we talked about that a little bit, Pastor DJ and I, you know, on occasions, and he'd pray for me and lay hands on me and prophesy to me, and I still didn't take care of it, brother. <laughs> I said, there's got to be a woman somewhere in this land. And when she and I started talking on the phone, I went, I think this is it. Any of y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Some of y'all sitting beside somebody right now, you and you said, I think this is it. If you can remember back that far. And so said, she and I were like magnets. You know how you take two magnets, you can put them just right and they'll go, together and I said we were like except now we have velcro <laughs> magnetic velcro so uh, I spent six months and she's beginning to get used to me a little bit I think she was kind of like that woman that said to her husband I'm gonna I'm gonna buy me a monkey he said, a what? A monkey. Well, wh where's he going to live if you're going to buy him a monkey? She said, going to live in the house with us. So, well, where's he going to eat? She said, he's going to eat at the table with us. So, where's he going to sleep? She said, going to sleep in the bed with us. He said, but what about the smell? She said, I think he'll get used to you. <laughs> So you pray for her. She's trying to get used to me. <laughs> but I want her to come up here, and if you would, baby, would you help Mr. Rita up there, up the steps? Um, what, what has happened, and this is what happens with Dorita, God gives her visions. This is Mr. Rita. Would you all welcome her? And God, there are times God gives her visions. Whenever the Spirit of the Lord is moving, she sees something, and then she begins to draw it. And uh, you saw something a while ago, didn't you? I did. I saw a thick curtain open up, and it's when you were, the worship was uh, spontaneous. And the curtain moved back, and a light came down, and there was a person on the ground, on the floor on their knees worshiping the Lord. 
And so when I see one of those, it's usually for, uh, I think that it means for this church that it's very important that you get into the secret place with him. And that's where your strength will be. That's where your vision will be. And that's where your destiny lies. You, you really, I don't think any of us really have God just kind of open the whole thing up for our destiny all at once to us. He didn't do that for Saul. Okay, Saul had to have, who was it, Ananias come and lay hands on him. And it was a progressive thing that happened. And even some of the things that Saul went through, I'm sure he must have said to God, you showed me some things, but I didn't know this was included in it. Let me, let me say this, and we're going to go through some pictures that Dorita, God's given her vision of these these that she's drawn, and, and it has a meaning. It, it goes along with the three points that God wants us to get today, God's destiny for our life, is that God wants us to give him a yes so that he can reveal our destiny. Lord, if you just show me what I, if you just show me what to do, you just show me where to go, you just show me all these things, and I'll do it. Well, you might not. He's going to show you enough, and he's going to give you enough that you'll be able to answer yes, or you'll be able to push him off. Now, Doreen and I, uh, it had been it had been at least three years since we had. Uh, we'd even seen, our families had even been together, okay? And we didn't have a thing going when she was a children's church pastor, okay? <laughs> she and I were talking on the phone, and God dropped something into my heart, put something into hers for each other because there's a, there's a rest of the journey that we have to go. And there's a reason that he would put us together. Our being together is not out of physical relationship. Our being together is out of a thing that God's doing. It's a thing that he's doing in the spirit. You're not going to find God's destiny out of your doggedly determination to accomplish God will let you come to the end of yourself wore out give out put out until you finally say I surrender Lord what do you want what do you have for me I'll go with you and when when he gets a yes out of you then it opens the way for stuff to start happening that would not have had permission to happen in your life. So Dorita and I talked on the phone for a while, and I asked her one day, I said, will you marry me? Tell them what you said. <laughs> so we talked a little while longer, and I just wanted to get a good strong yes out of her. And I asked her again. 
she said, yeah. My conclusion was, that's good enough. I'll go with that. There's a place that God's bringing you to. If you'll just give him a yes. Oh, I know how to handle this. I can do this. Yes, Lord, I'll go. God says, okay, just, you, just go sit down for a while. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. If we could do what we do in our own strength, why would we need the help of the Holy Spirit? Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit are you now made perfect by the flesh? Are you going to get to where you need to be in your own power and your own strength and your own wisdom when you couldn't even get yourself saved to start with? It took the blood of Jesus. It took the work of God. It took the regeneration of the Holy Spirit. It took you just simply coming and saying yes to him, I surrender, and he brought you into his kingdom as his, one of his children. Hallelujah. I might take a running fit here today what I feel like. Hallelujah. So, God has been speaking to Rita. This was happening long before we got together. Tell about the first time God showed you something that you put on paper and gave to somebody. Tell us about that. Uh, it was when we were at the church on Wallace Drive. And uh, there was a lady that came in and my, uh, well, God had shown me a picture of a of a broken vessel. And I thought, you know, I sketched it. Okay. <laughs> you know, the, everybody knows about that. And I said, well, who is this for? And I was just kind of looking around the room. Everybody's worshiping. And then I zeroed in on a lady. And I've always been real shy. <laughs> so um, I thought, I don't know her. I don't know if I can tell her this or not. I had my little piece of paper, and he kept after me, and so I thought, oh, okay. So I took it to her, and I said, I don't know what this means, but the Lord showed me this, and I handed it to her, and she just dropped on her knees. And uh, she didn't say anything, and I thought at first I had killed her. <laughs> But I hadn't, and so the next Sunday she came back and she came up to me and she said, uh, I brought something I want you to read. And she had been to ORU and had written a poem about how she was a broken vessel and that um, God had made her whole. And, and that's what he does. He takes our broken places and he makes his light shine through those broken places and uh, so I had to wait a whole week <laughs> to figure out why God wanted her to have that but anyway she did she did thank me for giving her her little picture and it had a special meaning to her it's Tony Brown in case some of you know her okay let's go through the pictures that we have here uh, uh, God has a great plan for your life he loves you and has a plan for your life so this is number one uh, talk to us a little bit about this. Um, I was doing, we've got a ministry out of the church, our church base in Bradington, and it's called His Girls, and they go out on the streets and minister to uh, people that live on the street and women who need to be rescued. And um, 
So I asked John, those are his fingers, to pose, and I took a picture of them so I could get it right. And so I made cards that the people who went out to, to witness would have a card to give them. And uh, it was about your, you are the one. So it says that he's your helper, he's your healer, and he has a plan for your life. You're the one he loves. So walk in the power of God. And we got a we got a prayer request right before we came to church on the way to church this morning, that one of the ladies, one of the girls, and the his girls, had just left all of her stuff and left the program this morning, and they couldn't find her. So oh no, oh no, no, that ain't going to happen. No, and so we were praying, and by the time we got to church, Dorita got a message back that someone had located her, brought her back into the house where people would love her and sear on through this thing of deliverance. Okay. All right. And we praise God for that. Her story was she was in Ohio, and she was, had a, uh, she was getting ready to kill herself. And she called the lady who's in charge of the outreach ministry, and she said, I'm getting ready to kill myself. And she said, can you hold on a minute? And she said, who does that? <laughs> But what she did was she linked her to the pastor was preaching about how much God loves you and how worth how much worth you have to him. And it spoke to her. So she moved from Ohio to Bradington, Florida <laughs> because she wanted to get in that program. So, uh, you know, it, life is not easy and... She probably just didn't think that she could do it because she fell into the, I've got to be worthy. <laughs> you know, you get in the rut. But um, anyway, that was just so miraculous that the Lord brought her back this morning. We were so thankful for that. Okay, this next picture uh, is a picture of crossed hands. And uh, y'all remember the account where, uh, who was it? Uh, that was dying it was Jacob that was dying and he was going to put his hands on Ephraim and Manasseh and when uh, Joseph brought his two sons to his dad to be blessed by him that uh, rather than Jacob putting his hand his right hand should have gone on the older one his left hand on the younger one dominant blessing on the older one he crossed his hands and when Joseph tried to correct him uh, Jacob let him know no he knew what he was doing and that they, this was an intentional thing because it had to do with the choice of God. See, the, the destiny that God's got for you has to do with your choice. Nobody else has got your fingerprints or your DNA. There could have, there could have been probably 10,000 other sperm that met with the egg that, that time where you were conceived, but there was one particular one that came to the egg, and because God had his hand on that for you to have what you have and be who you are and have the personality that you have, he wants to use that for his glory, and he wants to use that being in fellowship he wants to fellowship with you like you have never fellowship with him before I don't care how close you've been to God God's got something greater for you I don't care what you receive from God there's more of God more of his love for you to experience hallelujah amen I feel like preaching this morning but okay cross stands talk about this okay well we had a pastor there that uh, is with the Bethel network and uh, 
he spoke and he said, look for the voice of God. And you think, the voice of God, don't I hear the voice of God? But he said, no, look for the voice of God. And all of a sudden, I saw this and I thought, well, what is this? So I drew it. And uh, we did this at uh, Restoration Church, right? No. We did it somewhere. Who knows? We did it somewhere. So anyway, one of the ladies there knew sign language, and she and I didn't know it, but she said that, yeah, that it meant uh, the hand is, is for Christ, and this is for Christ on the rock. I didn't even know that. <laughs> so anyway, that says in uh, Isaiah 58, 11, Yahweh will always guide you where you go and what to do. He will fill you with refreshment even when you are in a difficult, dry place. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. We probably need to move a little bit faster in this, but uh, okay, this is the next one. Go to the next one. Okay, this one is someone worshiping there on the beach. Love begets love. We love him because he first loved us. That's First John 4, 19. All right, this is the love of God. You can only love God because he first loved you and put that love in your heart. Now, uh, that has to do with the fact that God has a destiny for your life, and your destiny is contained in the heart of the Father. If you want to know what your destiny is, draw into God, lean into him to hear, to see what he's saying, and what, to see what he's telling you, lean into him. Okay, now this next one has to do with your own personal testimony, right? Yes. Um, I was in a church that uh, the Lord had told me two years before I left that I wasn't doing what he called me to do. And I had several ministries that I was doing, doing, going, and being and everything. And uh, I just got on my knees and I said, Lord, I need a word. I just need guidance from you. And so uh, I turned on the TV and uh, T.D. Jakes was on television and I listened to him a lot because he's powerful. And uh, he said, I have a prophetic, he had a prophetic utterance and he said, I don't know who this is for. Well, here I'm waiting for the Lord to uh, <laughs> tell me, and um, he, the, the word that he had was, I've placed you here for such a time as this, and immediately I saw these clouds going through the sky, and then one of the clouds became a hand, and it had the church that I had been attending, and I said, okay, been in a desert, now I'm going to jump in the river. <laughs> It's very important, the people around you. What you listen to will help shape your thinking. And the Bible says you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we need to be in the proper atmosphere, hearing and listening to what God's saying to us, okay? 
All right, so the next one, by Dorita being positioned in the place where she coming into this church she's in now, by coming into that, it was like a river of revelation that was coming to her. And uh, so what has happened, it has opened doors. Okay, let's, don't, let's go on through a little faster here. We have 10 of these, and we'll be here till the millennium starts or over. And I don't want to do that. All right, here's another one. This, uh, let's go beyond that. This is the, these are the gates. If you want to read about this, Psalms 24. There are gates that are being opened up. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, be ye lift up your everlasting doors. The King of glory come in. Who is this King of glory? Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. He is the King of glory. And we are the gates. Open up. He's coming through. If you open the first set of gates... There's somebody else that'll be behind you that'll have gates they will open to their life. Somebody's waiting on you, okay? And and this 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 one, uh, talk about this one a little bit. Um, it's from Revelations three eight. I know all that you have done. Now I set before you a wide open door that none can shut. Uh, we are not to look for an open door in front of us. My husband says all the time, we are to look for an open door above us. If you will find the open door that's open to you above you, you can rest assured he'll make sure there's an open door in front of you. We, uh, we do a devotional. We do it in the morning, do it in the evening. We got so many devotional books, it's hard for Dorita to keep up with all of them, okay? Um, <laughs> it's an interesting thing when two old people get married. It's very interesting. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Let's go on. <laughs> That's what happens sometimes. Go in the room, you go, what did I come in here for? <laughs> okay, give us this one. Now, this one, we, we all have, if you look for the open door, this this one is not such a wonderful story here. Okay, so Dorito will tell you about this one. Uh, on Valentine's Day, we did the outreach again, and we made beautiful bouquets of flowers to take to the women on the street and to t let them know that God loved them. And there was a girl uh, that was there at the church. We did it in the fellowship hall. And uh, just beautiful, just so gorgeous in her outward appearance. But her eyes were so sad. And uh, her name was Natasha. And uh, I did this one for her because I wanted her to know that she, uh, that I gave her my testimony. She had tried to kill herself, and her boyfriend was the one who ended up dying. And she made the comment, why did God let that happen? And I said, <laughs> I said a lot of things, but long story short, God does not make those things happen those things happen because of our choices 
And uh, so I told her some of the things that had happened in my life, which were similar to things that happened in her life. And I had so much hope for her. She had so much potential. A wonderful destiny lay in front of her. But two months later, she, they found her uh, overdosed and had gone on to glory. So, uh, The word Natasha has to do with the birth of Christ. She didn't know who she was. She didn't know her destiny. She bought the lie of the devil. None of us are just, none of us are clumps of dirt that's got air going in and out waiting for us to exit this world. Made in the image and likeness of God. When you think about it, you think about it. The great God of this universe decided that he wanted to come and be on the inside of us, having his spirit within us, not only made in his image, but redeemed by, his, by the blood of Jesus, sent his spirit to live on the inside of us. You have a destiny. Somebody say, I have a destiny. The scripture for that one is, they that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings as eagles. And that's from Isaiah 40, 31. Uh, on this one, uh, what I saw was a light that was spinning, like a fan on low except the blades were light just spinning and spinning and um, Psalms 104.4 says you make your messengers into winds of the spirit and all your ministers become flames of fire and I really appreciated uh, that song about the fire <laughs> this morning because I thought okay we're singing our, what we're going to talk about Second uh, uh, Timothy 1, 6 and 7 says, I'm writing to encourage you to fan into flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift God import, imported to you when I laid my hands upon you. For God will never give you the spirit of fear, but of the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power love and self-control and that uh in verse six uh, in the passion there's little notations at the bottom where they translated it and he he says that uh that literally in verse six excite the gift or awake the gift that you've been given If you don't get anything else out of this today except for the fact that there's a gift that God's given you and he wants you to fan the flame for you to stir it. Love begets love. If, if you squeeze someone's hand, you're waiting to see a little squeeze come back. If you tell somebody I love you, 
Now you're waiting to hear something come back. God is the God of love. Smith Wigglesworth said, if the Spirit of the Lord doesn't move me, then I move the Spirit of God. Well, how dare you think you could move God? Well, love begets love. God is love. If you start loving on God, love will start coming back to you. If you start stirring the gift that he's put in you, what is the gift he's put in you? Well, I got the gift of healing. Well, fine. Go up there and clear out the hospital then. Go ahead. Okay. Now, I'm not belittling the gifts of healing. But what I'm saying is that there is a God that lives on the inside of us. And if we're in fellowship with him, he's going to do something in us. And if you, well, I'm getting drunk again. I get drunk on the Holy Spirit quite often. Okay. Especially where there are people that are hungry for the spirit of God and want to worship God and want to be close to God. Okay, and you start stirring something up on the inside of you, he gets stirred up. He gets he gets to moving. And 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 out of what he does in you, there will be a release that comes through you to help somebody, to bless somebody, to do something that will show the love of God. I don't always preach to people when when the Spirit of the Lord starts stirring on the inside of me. There are times the Spirit of the Lord will stir on the inside of me and, and I never even I never even mention the name of the Lord but I want to release the presence of the Lord. She said, tell them about the man at the rest stop. Our last time here in Alabama, we were headed back home, and the last chance to stop and get rested before we got home, we took it, okay? And so we're coming out of the, out, get, go back and get in the car, and there's a guy that's walking across the, a uh, place there, and he's got on outfit. Looks like he's been a laborer and been working, and he just, you know, just kind of looked dejected, you know, and exhausted. Yeah, and, and I looked at him and I thought, I haven't, I haven't given a word to anybody here. And as he walked closer, I said to him, "There are people that don't appreciate you. I mean, this without saying, hey, how you doing? My name is." The words that came out of my mouth as I looked at him was, there are people that don't appreciate you, but they need help. He broke out into a great big smile. He said, thank you, bless you. He kept going that way. We kept going this way. I wish I'd have known what that was all about. Okay. Yesterday, we were in a restaurant, and as I was on my way out, there were a couple of really tall, athletic-type guys sitting there at the table, and I looked at one of them, and I said to him, is that your dad? He said, yes. I said, do you go to Stanhope? Yeah. Brother's sitting over there. You go to Stanhope? Yeah. So no matter how big and how great you become, you can never take him. Talking about his dad. You can never take him. His dad broke out in a big smile. He said, but he's trying to now. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm going to have fun the rest of this time. Like I told you, I'm 75 years old, and Rita, she's uh, 27, okay, in dyslexic terms. But we, we made up our mind. We're going to have fun the rest of this way through. Somebody's going to get saved. Somebody's going to get healed. Somebody's going to get blessed. Somebody is going to get a smile on their face if it ain't nothing but just making fun of two old codgers that came through. Amen. It's interesting when, when the hillbilly... Uh, dialect 
joins up with the Alabama country dialect. I don't, I'm not sure what you get. Amen. Okay. All right. We got two more, and uh, then we'll we'll be winding it up. The number nine here is. Uh, you put this one up. This is the perfect path. Okay. The lovers of God walk in the glow of sunlight, and their way shines brighter and brighter until they bring forth the perfect day. Proverbs 4.18. Now, that's not something that happens always on an instant note. Okay? Sometimes it takes a little longer. The other scripture on there is, Let the dawning day bring me revelation of your tender, unfailing love. Give me light for my path and teach me, for I trust in you. That comes in the private time. If all you get, and please listen to me, if all you get from the Lord is what you get inside these walls, you're going to be very anemic in your walk as a Christian. What you get in here should transfer to out there. And go to your home and go to your private place and go to that time that you'll spend with God yourself. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, this is from uh, the Jesus Calling devotional. I, I just thought it was beautiful. You are on the path of my choosing. There is no randomness about your life. Here and now comprise the coordinates of your daily life. Most people let their moments slip through their fingers half-lived. They avoid the present by worrying about the future or longing for a better time and place. They forget that they are creatures who are subject to the limitations of time and space. They forget their creator who walks with them only to the in the present. Every moment is alive with my glorious presence to those whose hearts are intimately connected with mine. As you give yourself more and more to a life of constant communion with me, you will find that you simply have no time for worry. Thus, you are freed to let my spirit direct your steps, enabling you to walk along the path of peace. Somebody say amen. This is the last picture here. And this has some declarations that I think that we need to make. What will happen? What will happen as you give yourself to the Lord, there will be a fire that will burn. Jesus said that, or John the Baptist said that Jesus would baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Everybody say fire. Fire is an interesting thing. Fire will get attention. Have any of y'all ever had a fire engine go by you with the lights and the siren? Curiosity got the best of you. 
You didn't get too close, but you wanted to know where's that thing going. I'm going to go see where it's going. Any of y'all ever done that? Confess your sin right now. If you haven't ever done it, I have. Okay? It's interesting. Years ago, they used to sell ice, and they call had ice trucks, and the ice trucks would deliver ice to homes. Nobody ever followed an ice truck. But they will follow a fire truck or at least wonder where it's going or if, at least if there's enough blaze coming up over there, people will go and gather around and watch it burn. If any of y'all ever played with fire as a child, I love to build fires. I love to, do y'all know what, do y'all know what the word Alabama means? It means thicket, clara, one who clears a thicket. You know what you do when you clear a thicket? You pile that stuff up and you set fire to it. I am the original Alabamian. I love to do that. At 75, I'd still do it. Have a burn pile right now, except there's no place to have it, is it? <laughs> Thrown out. <laughs> Okay, uh, the hands with the fire in them represent your hands. And what you have in you, you are to impart to other people. It's not the pastor's job. It's not the worship leader's job. It's everybody that belongs to the Lord's job is to impart the gifts that you've been given and spread that fire. That's what the disciples did. And when you uh, get to know the Lord, you get set on fire. Fire can be comfort. It can also be devastating. So the kind of fire, and, and I thought we would declare this over this church. So if you'll repeat after me, is it okay if I do this? Okay, we declare, we declare the glory, the glory over, our services, over our services, the manifested presence of God in the manifested here, presence of God, the manifested power of God, the manifested power of God, and the manifested goodness of God, and the manifested goodness of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give me that one back just a minute. Okay. Now, we've declared it over our services. Now, let's declare it over ourselves. Okay. If we come into the services, this is, I, I love not being a pastor. We were back in your office back there a while ago, and pastor... His wife would just run around taking care of details. And I'm going, ha. Ah. What we call that in Tennessee? Running around like a chicken with its head cut off. <laughs> they, they, had, they had work to do. They were doing what they were supposed to do. But I'm going, boy, this feels good. I don't have to take care of any of those things. Okay. And Dorita, she used to have to take care of children's church, and she don't have to take care of that anymore. Okay. But we need to come in. With that fire and that glory, 
and that declaration in our own life. If we will come into the services and not have to have the service reignite us, but just simply add fuel to what's already burning, then something powerful is going to take place. Do y'all have a couple more minutes? It's 12, 18, 17, 18, 12, 18, 19. Would y'all give me a couple more minutes? In 1975, 46 years ago, how many of y'all were at least had seen the light of day and you were born at least by then? Let's see your hand. All right, put your hand down. How many of y'all were not even alive in 1975? God bless you. Amen. In 1975, something happened in Elmore County. This is Elmore County. Dorita had a vision of this, and we, we're not going to do a picture of that right now, but she had a vision of, of an earthen dam that broke. Okay. Um, the dam broke, and the water just burst out and uh, well before I saw the the dam break I saw two black and white photos the first one was Alabama type terrain and then there was um, a blue color just swept across it like straight across like this it was kind of like blue cellophane you know, you can see through it. You can still see the picture, the terrain behind it. And it moved over like that. I haven't painted it yet. And then the second one was Florida-type terrain with the palm trees and the ocean and everything. And it did this, like a wave. And it was the blue cellophane that you could see the black and white picture behind. So I told John, I said, this was just so unusual. This was uh, at the, we were worshiping at the church when I saw them. Well, then I saw the dam, and I thought I don't even know of any earth dams. And earth represents made by man or man. And so anyway, we got to talking about it, and uh, he looked up on the internet. Uh, it's Walter Boland Dam. Okay, Walter Boland Dam and Lake was created when they engineered a canal out of Lake Jordan, went out into a large cornfield, and they built an earthen dam out there in a powerhouse, and it allowed the Alabama Power Company to generate more electricity because of that engineering feat. The dam was made out of earth, Okay. I lived, I was raised about a mile to two miles downstream from the dam, and our property was directly connected to the canal that they cut below the dam to go back into the Coosa River. So January the 9th, 1975, on a Sunday evening, actually into Monday morning, my, my older brothers who lived right below the powerhouse there said that he heard it sounded like a piece of steel falling on a piece of con on concrete. Bang! And he said he sat up in the bed in the middle of the night and said that dam broke. Then he said, no, it didn't break. 
everything's still okay. And it laid back down and went to sleep, but it did break. It broke that night. And it emptied. It didn't create any damage to any property. It didn't take anybody's lives. It didn't hurt anybody. But it emptied into the canal, and it drained Lake uh, Walter Bolin Lake. And it lowered, it totally, uh, it totally shut down the powerhouse uh, at Walter Bolin Dam, and it lowered the level of Lake Jordan, okay? And uh, so when Dorita saw this, I, I, I tried to explain to her what had happened there. Instead, I just pulled it up on the Internet and found two pictures, and they were both black and white. The first picture was everything intact. The second picture, it had broken loose, and uh, it had given way and emptied the lake. That happened in 1975, 46 years ago. Then I began to think, something happened to me in 1975. I've been in the ministry for a long time before then been a gray hair and cellulite, okay? I've been here for a while. But in 1975, as a Baptist preacher who totally was against tongues and miracles and the supernatural, I could just be that way and be a pastor. I don't know. That's, that's where I was. But God invaded my world. There was a breakthrough that came in my life. I had an abramatose baha fribarata koshika lebremato And I hear the Lord saying, if you think what has happened to you thus far is powerful, then take note of the things that are in front of you. For there will be a release of power and grace that's about to come forth that will be a bursting as the dam broke. And there will be an emptying out of the glory of heaven upon earth. For it is belongs to my children. And I hear the Lord saying, I have come into your midst for such a time as this to give you personally what I have for you that will carry you into your destiny. When you walked into this building, you didn't just walk into a building that has a name, Destiny. You have been walking into the plans and purposes of Almighty God in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay? Let's make this declaration. Would you, could you put the hands back up that have the fire in them? Put the hands back up, and let's make this declaration. Say, we declare. Let's say, I declare. The glory of God over me. I declare the manifested presence of God in me. I declare the manifested power of God to flow through me. I declare the manifested goodness of God to be a testimony from me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, do uh, we need to do anything else at this point? Do you need to make any announcements or anything? Because I feel like whatever I want to do. <laughs> Brother, that laid it way more open than it should have been. 
I have a whole lot of things running through my brain. Now, if you feel the need to ease on out, we can understand that because I don't, I don't like to go to church and stay forever, okay? So, and if you have things you need to do, we understand that. But just sense, oh, God. Oh, Jesus, that there's a stirring that the Spirit of the Lord wants to release. It's not that, not that we're anything special, but it's just that we're hungry. You're hungry. You say, I, I, I need some stirring. I need something stirred in me. I need that stirred in me. God Almighty, Jesus, help us, Lord. You are helping us. Woo! Could we do this? I think they call it a fire tunnel. You ever had, ever done any of that? Could we do that? And just, Pastor DJ and Bo and Rachel and Julie and any others you want to get to stand in this and this, this is what we'll do. We'll start on one side and let you just walk through the tunnel. When you come out on the other side, we're believing that something's going to be stirred in you, and you're not going to let it quit being stirred. You're going to keep stirring it up yourself. We just put ourselves in agreement with you that there will be a stirring, that there will be a flowing come forth. Okay? Hallelujah. I've got the elders in here. You can come up. Oh, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Could you just lock yourself into a place of worshiping him right now and just loving on him, just loving on him? Would you do that? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead, lady. Go right ahead. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And if you want to come through this tunnel, you're going to start over here, all right? Y'all on the, y'all on the team, all right? Just come. They're going to pray for you. They may touch you. They may not. If you want to do this, if you don't want to do it, it's fine, okay? But... But it'll, it'll be a blessing if you just allow the Spirit of the Lord to just move on you and touch you. And y'all just pray for them in the Spirit as they come by. Pray for them in English, whatever, Spanish, whatever. Just keep moving. Move right on through the line. That's it. Just keep moving and let them touch you. Just keep moving. That's it. Grace of God. The glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If they have special words for you, that'll work. Just to stand right there. Come on. Come on. Come on. Glory. Glory. Glory, 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 glory. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. If you need your life, if you need to open up to the Lord, go ahead and do it. If you never made a decision to follow after Jesus, go ahead and say, Jesus, I give my life to you. I'll serve. I want to go with you. I want to serve you. I want your salvation. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The fire of God. The glory of God. The touch of God. The, the, the move of God. Hallelujah. Just come on. 
Let's move right on through. Come on. Come on. Keep moving. There you go. Keep moving. Just keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. God's, God's touching you. God's moving on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Glory to you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. 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 I hear one word. It's more. It's more. You said that to God. God said, I'm taking you up on it. There's going to be more. There's going to be way, way, way more. Way more. Way more. Way more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We say more. Let there be more. Let there be more. Let there be more. Would you sing about more, brother? Hallelujah. Just sing in the Spirit. Sing. Just sing and say more. Give us more, Lord. Give us more. Give. There's more. 